You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Hey there, welcome back to Life Repurposed. This week, I'm going to be talking about Christmas, and you probably figured that out if you're watching the video and you see the Christmas tree in the background. Um, I'm recording this about a week before our Christmas celebration, and so of course Christmas is on my mind, and I'm trying to get this episode done before my husband and my son come crashing through here. Uh, Our sons are grown up and they are married, but every so often they come home to work on projects, and so uh, my son and my husband are working on a snowmobile right now, and I'm just waiting for them to come home for their lunch and for them to come crashing through the room. So I'm trying to get this recorded. And you know, if you are a mom of all boys or you live with all boys, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that everything has to happen in those moments between when the guys are hanging around. So here it is, just me talking with you. Uh, I don't know if it's girls listening today or if it's guys listening, but I have a feeling it's mostly girls that are listening. And so we're just gonna have a little heart to heart about Christmas. I'm somebody who loves Christmas. In fact, 29 years ago, a couple days after Christmas, my husband and I got married and I chose that season because I love the snow and I love trees and I love lights and I like bows and all those things that have to do with Christmas. And so I knew it was gonna be a pretty time of the year to get married. So between college semesters, we set our vows and started our life together. And I'm somebody who really has loved decorating for most of my life. And so I made all the decorations for the Christmas trees at our wedding. I still have some of them on the tree behind me. I've kept a couple just for old time's sake. But um, over the years, I've experimented with different Christmas trees. And that all changed, of course, when I had kids and they started making things for the Christmas tree. But there was a time when I thought it was a compliment when my friends would call me Michelle Stewart after another Stewart that you might know of who likes decorating and baking. And um, they would call me Michelle Stewart because I love to do everything homemade. Some of that was because I was trying to stick with a budget and so that affects things, but a lot of it was because I just really enjoyed the process of making things from scratch. So household baking, I'd run around with my apron on and bake bread and cookies, and there was such a thing in my mind as Christmas baking. And I'll tell you right now, that's not a thing anymore, Um, but it was at one time. And I'll tell you in a little bit about how I decorated one of our Christmas trees as well. But here's what happens when Christmas comes around. I know the meaning of the season. I know it's about Jesus's birth. I know why we celebrate. But sometimes I get so caught up in the actual stuff around the holiday season that in many ways I feel smothered by Christmas. And I know it's like, I don't even want to admit that out loud because some of you are like, how can you be smothered by Christmas? It's about Jesus. I know, but most of the things that I was doing over the years had nothing to do with Jesus. And so I've realized that I stressed myself out so much in getting ready for the holidays And then, of course, there's paying off the debt from the gifts that you buy. 
and all that other stuff that comes along with it. And so I've realized that there are better ways to make my house smell like cinnamon and caramel and all those things than spending hours and hours in the kitchen. I like wax melts or candles. And so, um, yeah, there have been times when the guys I talked about have come in and walked through and thought I was baking something and I had just fooled them with a candle, but that's okay. Uh, this is also the time of year where we get invited to parties and actually weddings, because I know we had ours at Christmas. What were we thinking? We tortured our friends with rehearsal dinner and parties and all that stuff at Christmas time. Um, and then there's also New Year's parties and things that come along with that. And when the kids were home and in school, there were concerts. And I know I'm probably making your head spin as I'm talking 100 miles an hour about all the things that we can do at Christmas. And here's the thing, here's what happens. When I was a young mom, there were moments where I'd be like, we are going to this Christmas concert and you are gonna love it, gosh darn it. <laughs> it's like, that really doesn't sound like the Christmas spirit, does it? <laughs> like, put your boots on, we're going out the door, hurry up, all those different commands. And it just didn't sound relaxing. So a couple years ago, I really scaled back on what I do at Christmas. There was one year where I got the Christmas tree out and I didn't have the ambition to do a lot with it and so it just sat there with lights on and it had some burlap and that's about it. Um, this year I have just the Christmas tree up and I have it decorated and I got that box out and I have a little tiny evergreen tree on my kitchen table and that's it. Like it, it's just a plant basically and so that's all I've done. There was a time when Christmas decorating for me meant cutting pine boughs from outside and putting them all over the house and putting lights in them and um, baking and all those things that I mentioned before. But I really let that go because at the end of the season when it came time to box everything up and take down all those dead pine needles that were all over the floor and trying to clean it all up, I hated it. And so for me, it's like, okay, there's a little bit of joy. There's a lot of joy in seeing the lights in the tree and all that. But at the end of the season, I just, I don't love it. So this year, it's gonna be just taking down the tree and putting it away, and then I'm done. So a long time ago, I wrote a list of some of the personalities that I think go along with our decorating style and what we do at the holidays. And so I wanna share six of them with you, and maybe you'll find yourself in one of these, and maybe you will also want to make some changes during the holiday season just based on whether that's the personality you want to have or not. So let's look at six different personalities. The first one that I wanna talk about is Perfect Polly. Now Perfect Polly wants the Martha Stewart Christmas with everything over the top, and she looks at the holiday guide that the websites put out and people like Martha Stewart put out, and she sees you have to hand make the candles and hand make the gifts and hand make the wrapping paper and everything. I used to do that, I know it's crazy. So inside, Perfect Polly is probably exhausted and she probably spends a lot of her time on her handmade Christmas cards and what my friends call Lake Wobegon Christmas letter where all the women are strong, all the men are good looking and all the children are above average. And she sends out that holiday letter with her perfect year. And then she decks the, the halls with real pine boughs and garland lights. And it's a better homes and gardens advertisement when you walk into her house. That's perfect Polly. There, then there's Bitter Betty. Bitter Betty hates the holidays, but it's understandable that she does. Betty has a difficult time. 
She lost her mom this year and her husband is emotionally disconnected and she has no extra cash for gifts and nothing for special foods right now. She's not in the Christmas mood and she's so tired of hearing Christmas carols on the radio. She puts up her tree for the sake of her children, but her heart just is not in Christmas. Betty wishes they could just skip holidays this year, skip the family gathering, skip the arguing about Christmas with the siblings, maybe not have to put on a charade as she goes to the, the family Christmas. So with Bitter Betty, she doesn't really enjoy being around perky people. In fact, she finds them quite annoying because they just don't understand how difficult life is for her right now. And if she has to listen to one more message about the real meaning of Christmas, she thinks she's gonna barf. That's Bitter Betty. Then there's Determined Donna. Now Donna has strong traditions, strong opinions, and she is determined to have Christmas her way. Donna's family has always had Christmas on Christmas Day and on Christmas Eve, and she loves tradition. And now her sister's family asked to change it to a different date. And Donna is determined to keep it how it always was, even if it means having it without her sister. Donna's determination also makes her the go-to person for party planning. She is always the one that's asked to do the church events and the Christmas tea because she knows how to get it done. Donna is involved at school with the kids and she directs the Christmas program at church and she's in charge of decorating for the holidays and in Donna's determined mind she has a positive attitude and welcomes the next project to manage. But to those around determined Donna she can seem a little bit bossy and stubborn sometimes. Donna's determination starts to run a little low come the new year and she burns herself out every Christmas with trying to make everything happen. Next we have stressed out Susie. Susie can't find the end of her to-do list and she's always in a hurry. Susie loves the holidays and can't wait for Christmas morning, but there is so much to do. She has gifts to make for the bus driver, the mailman, the kids' teachers, her family, the neighbors, and while she's at it, she may as well add the gas station worker, the library, and the lunch ladies and every family at church. Susie has a to-do list that's huge and she knows she can't get it done, but she's gonna try. Susie is late for everything and always seems to be running or talking so fast that the people can't understand her. Susie is snappy at home. When one of the kids would like her to read a book, she's way too busy. Her husband wonders what happened to his sweet wife. Susie has her nails all chewed off to nothing and she's now considered starting on her toenails. Susie gets three or four hours of sleep every night during pre-Christmas season. She doesn't want to bother her family by asking them to help out, so she stresses while they play and relax. Next, we have exploring Irma. Irma is seeking and wondering. Irma isn't a regular churchgoer, and that's always been okay with her until now. But now that she's a mom, her thoughts are stirring as Christmas approaches. It isn't that she has anything against the people who go to church and believe in Jesus, but she wonders where that even fits in her own life. Is this Jesus real? Is it just a story? Should I take my kids to church or doesn't it even matter? Irma hopes she can make sense of her questions, but she's afraid to share her thoughts with too many of her friends for fear they will think less of her or judge her. Christmas has always been a holiday with presents and food and fun, but Irma is wondering, is there something more? I'm gonna stop right there, that was the first five. And for a long time, I would say I was a pretty good blend of Perfect Polly and Stressed Out Susie. And that's why I knew that I needed to make some changes at the holidays because my family really probably didn't love being around me even though they're too nice to admit it. So I wanna talk about the final one here and this is 
Number six, Realistic Rita. Now, I want you to know, Realistic Rita is not perfect, and this is not the perfect scenario of what you have to be, but just know that Rita feels balanced and she knows she can't do it all. Rita might start out with ideas of what she's going to do at Christmas, but as time passes along, she isn't ashamed to abandon some of her plans. Ooh, change, I don't love change. She takes time for her family. If she has to buy the pies from the grocery store so she can spend time with her family, she's okay with that. She delegates to the rest of the family when necessary. Rita knows the meaning of the word no, so she doesn't go to every Christmas party and every event that she possibly could. Now, like I said, Rita is not perfect, so she has occasional meltdowns, but uses those as opportunities to refocus. Rita stays centered during the holidays by keeping God in the picture. She likes to read her Bible and talk to him daily. She works to rebalance each time something knocks her off course. Rita takes a deep breath and deals with the crisis, accepts that sometimes she can't be all things to all people. Rita appreciates the little things. If she doesn't have time to decorate the whole house, she makes one area special. Realistic Rita looks for moments in every day to find happiness. So how can we become more like Realistic Rita in this holiday? Well, I think it boils down to focusing on what really matters and only you know what really matters to you. So if you find joy in something and it really matters and you don't stress out about it and it doesn't stress out the people around you, then it's something you should continue to do. But if you're stressed out and you feel like you're having constant meltdowns or you're always on the verge of one, maybe it's time to be more realistic about what you expect of yourself. In another episode, I'm gonna talk about some ways that we can wade through and decide what really matters because I think that's really important for us to know like all the things we do and all the people we try to please, how do we get down to knowing what really matters and being okay with, like Rita does, saying no. I also want you to know that if you have one of these names, I did not write a profile that was fashioned after you in any way, but if you are the perfect Polly or the bitter Betty or the determined Donna or the stressed out Susie or the exploring Irma, it's okay. Christmas is a time for you to do the exploring that you need to do in order to find joy. But I encourage you, if you can possibly become more like realistic Rita, I think you're going to enjoy the holidays a lot more. Living a repurposed life is all about changing your perspective when you can't change your circumstances. For our life repurposed section, I want to talk a little bit more about the perfection at Christmas that I talked about earlier that I tried to have. In my book, The Repurposed and Upcycled Life, I have a chapter called Better Homes and Varmints, and it tells this story in even more detail. But I talk about what it was like to try to have Better Homes and Gardens perfection in our house at Christmas. Now, before we had kids and before they started to make their own ornaments at school out of things like toilet paper tubes and socks and stuff like that, I used to try to figure out, well, what can I do to theme my Christmas tree? You know, as if I was the White House or something and trying to have a themed Christmas tree. So I would sometimes make things, like I would make ornaments out of paper or ribbon or, or fabric and I would hand stitch and have themes. One year I decided that I wanted gingerbread men on my tree. So I baked a whole bunch of gingerbread cinnamon cookies and baked them like to the point where you could crack your teeth on them so they would be really hard. And then I poked holes in them and I hung them on the Christmas tree. 
And over the next week or two, these ridiculous ornaments kept falling off the tree. And I kept wondering why, because they weren't that heavy, I didn't think. And I knew our son Dallas wasn't even a year old, so he wasn't doing it. And I accused my husband of knocking ornaments off the tree. I'd get up in the morning and there would be more on the floor and I'd put them back on the tree. Well then, one time as I was putting an ornament back on the tree, I realized as I looked at it that around the edges of this cinnamon cookie were some interesting decorations, like as if I had taken a fork and pressed all around for decoration. And I realized at that moment that they were possibly teeth marks. And so I asked my husband if there was any possibility that we had a varmint in our house. And this is what he does every time we have a mouse or something in the house. He said, oh, I may have seen something dark and furry run into the register a couple nights ago. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want to tell me. He will set a trap and I'll hear it click somewhere and I'll be like, what was that? And then he'll get up and he'll go, and believe me, we don't have that many mice in the house we live in now, but in our first house we did. And so he would set those traps and I'd hear him go off and he would discreetly go and get rid of the mouse before I even knew we had one. Well, this time I knew we had one and so he set a trap in the register and he did catch the little critter and get rid of him. But it was the last time I put food on a Christmas tree and I started making gingerbread cookies out of paper after that. But some of my favorite ornaments are not the things that I put on the perfect Christmas tree where I was trying to have themed trees. In fact, I wanna show you some of my favorites. Um, 1999 first grade, I got things like this from school with the little pictures. I don't know what year this was, but it's another, one of those little foam oriental trading companies ornaments with the little picture. Um, maybe you have some ornaments your family won't let you get rid of, like reindeer that have no eyeballs. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, so you're going to have to go to the YouTube video and see the beauty of the ornaments that I'm showing you. Um, we have other reindeer with no eyeballs, like this little clothespin guy who's about to lose his legs. And we have some other, oh, you know, like the fake marshmallow ornaments. And oh, you can't, you can't get rid of the handprints that your kids did in gold. And then we have the Christmas trees that was the um, traditional clay thing that they made in school in kindergarten. And I can't get rid of these. They still smell, you remember? Oh, you remember how that clay and the, that weird paint that you used in kindergarten smelled? Yeah, we still have these beautiful things. So anyway, the point here with Life Repurposed is that it isn't about the perfection. It isn't about those details that we spend all that time on. It really is about the memories and about the people. And so if you're caught up in all the details and the perfection, I encourage you to go ahead and put the toilet paper tube ornaments on your Christmas tree and be okay with it. Let your kids decorate the bottom half. If there's nothing on the top, it's okay. This is where the real joy is found in Christmas. about today is the feature I have at the end of every broadcast and that is some sort of resource or reading that I recommend and usually it's a book that I've picked up that somebody sent me or I'm reviewing or something like that but today I wanted to present you something a little more unusual and that's because when I'm in the Christmas mood um, the book choice that I have is a little bit different and so I want to show you this one and I want to recommend that you consider reading the Bible I know you're thinking like what in the world um, maybe you have one and it's just like on a shelf somewhere 
and you haven't had it out in a while, or um, maybe you've never had one, and there are so many different ones that are available online, but um, the reason I'm recommending this this time is because at Christmas, I'm really focusing, like I said earlier, on the meaning behind Christmas and why it's so important. And really the heart of that is found in the Word of God, and that has made every difference in my life. And so for me, sometimes the Bible can be a little bit tough to understand. So I love the New Living Translation, and I'm going to put links to this in the blog post that goes along with the show notes. Um, I like the New, New International Version, which is also called NIV as well. But what I really love is this Bible, and this is a coloring Bible. And I have this little container of colored pencils and markers that sit on my desk. This one's called um, the Beautiful Word Coloring Bible. There are other versions, and I will link to several. The reason I like this is that on every page there are some areas, well not quite every page, but almost every chapter has some areas where you can actually color in some pre-made things. And then um, I like to read. And then I take a couple of minutes as I'm finishing up my morning devotion time and I will just sit in color and just I have some highlighted areas of scripture there but what I love about that is it makes me slow down life is so crazy so it makes me slow down and I color for a little bit and then I'm ready to start my day calm I've read one chapter from the Bible and then I'm ready to go so if you're thinking, okay, it's Christmas, I don't even know where to start, find the book of Luke and the book of Matthew in the New Testament and read Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke 1 and 2 because it's a Christmas story. And so I encourage you to do that because it gives the genealogy of Jesus and all the different people that came before him. And then it tells the story of his birth. I like to go back to the Bible and read it because all the Christmas pageants and everything I've heard over the years have really changed really what's in the Bible like we have to make up a lot of details because they just aren't there and so we can't do a one-hour drama on a passage that takes us four minutes to read so um, go back to the Bible and read it I hope that your life is changed if in 2019 you start a new habit of reading a chapter a day you've been listening to life repurposed with Michelle Rayburn Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.